You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host. AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com and thank you for being patient with me as I recovered from yesterday's doctor's appointment where I literally had a camera shoved up my nose. I I don't recommend that experience. I I imagine it's like if like a worm got up there and you like couldn't get it out and I'm really starting this podcast off on the right foot just (laughs) just going over that but yeah um it was unpleasant but necessary I guess to make sure my voice works fine so I mean y'all can tell it works fine right like I'm not sounding weird um but anyway Lots to talk about the Blue Jays. That's why, you know, I wanted to get this out early. We're going to do another one later tonight, uh, focusing on the Yankee series and the words that came up with Marcus Stroman during that series. So we will talk about that tonight. Um, We will talk about probably both Yankees games at that point because I won't be shooting that one until late. But I did want to focus on the Boston series because the Boston series had a lot of positives. And again, that's that's the goal of the 2019 season for the Blue Jays is just finding whatever positives that we can take out of this out of this season. So I I figure we should try and do that while we still can, while it's still fresh. And before, you know, the Yankees, just be the Yankees, you know, however they do. But yeah, let's, um, let's start with the Saturday game, actually, because that was weird, right? Like, I, um, I don't know about y'all, but I didn't actually watch the Saturday game. Um, it was a bullpen game. It it didn't hold any appeal. Like I'm gonna see Derek Lons and Sam Gavilio and like not good Sam Gavilio, like starter Sam Gavilio. Um, and I'm I'm just like, nah, I got I gotta run some errands. So yeah, like I'm just checking the score on my phone and. sounded about right. So I'm like, all right, I need to see how this is. I'm going to go get Korean food. Um, but yeah, um, I, I have to give the Blue Jays a lot of credit for the fight they showed in that game. And, and again, that's a lot of what you want to see in this team is fight. You want to see passion. You want to see a team that believes it can still do things even if the talent isn't developed to the point where they can actually accomplish those things. But 
um, what they did against a Boston bullpen that I am sure that they are freaking out about. <laughs> like, like they watch Craig Kimbrell, Kimbrell go off to the worst organization in Major League Baseball and think, nah, we'll be fine. We got Josh Smith and Matt Barnes and um, Mike Shawarin. Okay. But now just, just watch it. Like, seeing the Blue Jays actually, you know, hold their nerve. First of all, um, and and just be be relatively proactive in trying to turn that around. It didn't take much. Shawarin, um, he's he's young. He's a rookie, only twenty four. Got through that first inning, but didn't have the gas to really go at the Blue Jays for another go, and they. They just took complete advantage. Like, Shawarin was a starter, but he had just been converted into a reliever by the Red Sox, who desperately need relief arms. And, again, they they were able to sit back on him, and Galvis taking him for that home run, Telez just destroying a pitch off him. And, and it continued, that energy continued. Like, the Blue Jays themselves believed it. And... Boston compounded it a lot with like errors and wild pitches. Like I think they had, um, yeah, there were like three wild pitches um, in those two innings where the Blue Jays got all their runs in that game. And then just, just the patience that was shown. They drew four straight walks out of Red Sox relievers. They got two off Barnes. They got two off Ryan Brazier with the bases loaded. Like, if that doesn't send Red Sox fans screaming into into their South Shore beers, I it, it's it, it was a a remarkable display of maturity from this Blue Jays team, and I will give the coaching staff a bit of credit for that because I'm I'm sure they're. Like, I mean, you look at who drew those walks. Rowdy Telez, Billy McKinney, like Eric Sogard. Eric Sogard's awesome. So, of course, he's going to be all right. And then Vlad, like, you know, three of the younger players just sitting back. And, like, you would have expected Telez to be swinging for the fences. Guerrero to be swinging for the fences. Instead, they, they sat back. They drew their walks. And they made it happen that way. They found another way to win. And it's a great lesson for younger kids to get this early that you don't have to be swinging for the fences every time. You can make things happen just by having a good eye. And that that is a very important lesson for this team to learn. And also, you know, it doesn't hurt to greatly increase the asking price for Ken Giles if the Red Sox, you know, actually want relievers who can, you know, do their job. Also, um, we do have to give a shout out to the Blue Jays pitching staff for that game because, again, I saw bullpen day. I'm like, oh, this will not end well. 
especially like two extra inning games before that. It took Jordan Romano out of the picture. Um, it took Tim Beza out of the picture. And, and you just like, okay, so Nick Kingham suddenly has to find some control. And Nick Kingham found control. And and even like as much as we rag on starter Sam, um, Gavilio did exactly what he needed to do. He chewed up almost four innings. Um, only gave up the, the two runs, which sure, okay. But he he did a valuable service there. And then Kingham coming in there. Kingham does have a bit of length being a former starter. So that's why when I was doing the preview podcast last week, I figured he would he would be counted on here. Delivered two clean innings, which, again, you used to be able to count on Gavilio to do that, but Gavilio's fallen off the wagon. If Kingham can start doing that, though, that is a big plus for the Blue Jays going forward to have another option with length there. Um especially given we don't really know what they're going to do with that fifth rotation spot. Luckily, they finally have an off day coming up on Thursday, so it won't actually matter until, like, next week. But, um, no, you have to give a lot of credit for Kingham to go out there and do that. Um, and And then, obviously, the two guys who are in the top two roles in the bullpen, Dan Hudson, Ken Giles, coming out there doing their jobs. Huge. So, yeah, we will we will give them a lot of credit for that one. We will continue to give credit to the Blue Jays um, right after this break. But just a reminder, if you want the latest takes on NBA Free Agency, Follow all the Locked On Podcast Network hosts on one Twitter feed at Locked On NBA Net. Um, it's a great way to get all the latest opinions from the local experts. If you want to see, you know, where Kawhi ate lunch or what uh, what company he's trusting to look after his pets. I don't even know if Kawhi has pets. But if you want all that info during NBA Free Agency, just follow at Locked On NBA Net, and you will get it there. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Sunday. Um, I just want to point out, I completely called this series. You can go back to the Friday episode where we previewed this series. I said they would lose on Friday. I said they would win on on Saturday against Brian Johnson. And I said they would win on Sunday with Marcus Stroman on the mound. Um, did not foresee how the heck they would lose that Friday game. But I just wanted to point out that, you know, your girl was right. So... Um, again, Sunday may have been like the most complete performance that we've seen out of this Blue Jays team in a while because like they just got everything they needed in that game. They, they got, um, 
they got hits with runners in scoring position, which I mean they they don't do. Brandon Drury getting that RBI in the top of the second, giving the Blue Jays another early lead. Huge. And and it, I think you could see it started to affect Porcello. Um I keep I keep messing up Rick Porcello's name. I don't know why I want to say Porcello. I I blame the instrument. Ugh. Um just change the C to an S, Rick. Make it easier. Um but yeah, that is an instance where, you know, having a bit of familiarity helps, especially among the coaching staff. You can go through and like uh, dish a little bit on Porcello's, uh, Porcello's tendencies, so to speak. But they they didn't really stop going after Porcello. And then in the top of the six, which is when they pretty much knocked him out of the game, they just worked him so hard. Um, Again, getting those runners in scoring position to take advantage of a balk, which I I can't even remember the last time a balk was called in favor of the Blue Jays. And I blame Clayton Richard for that because apparently he does it all the time. But um, really taking a slim advantage and then expanding on it is, again, something we haven't seen the Blue Jays do a lot of. Getting insurance runs, tacking on the that extra number on the scoreboard that's going to give you that extra bit of relief. Again, these are things that younger teams need to learn how to do. So it was great to see the team actually go through and, and get that and, and get those extra runs and not take their foot off the gas just because they had a, a two-run lead. And then, of course, you have to talk about Marcus Stroman, who continues to raise his value as diametrically opposed to another pitcher who we will be talking about later tonight, because we'll be talking about the Yankee series then. But Stroman continues to deal. It's why he is one of the best starting pitchers in the American League. Like, if Strowman was on the Twins, he would have, like, a... His, win ro- his win-loss record would be reversed. It'd be 9-5, and five, not 5-9 and nine right now. But just the the remarkable composure he's had. Like, and, and composure for Marcus Strowman is a, is a contextual term, let's say. Because... Again, you're going to get pure Marcus on the mound. He's going to celebrate. He's going to be excited when he accomplishes what he wants. That that's who Marcus Stroman is. But like like just being able to put everything out of his mind and and that's something we are also going to talk about later tonight cuz I'm I'm trying to keep this episode positive and and try and remember what the Blue Jays did to Boston. Um, and yeah, just his ability to, to focus on the task at hand is, is another plus. It's another sign of maturity from this Blue Jays team. And again, it baffles me why they're so hell bent on trading him as opposed to giving him an extension, 
But again, I'm not in the front office. And we should mention another great job by the Blue Jays bullpen. Tim Mesa did come out for this one. Scoreless inning in Fenway. That's just what Tim Mesa does. David Phelps, familiar with Fenway from his Yankee time. Scoreless inning. Joe Biagini allowed an unearned run. Which, I mean, not a lot you can do. Um, like, I mean, you, you probably should have caught the ball, but that's, that's another thing. Like if there's an error on the pitcher, the run should still be earned, right? I mean, they cause the error just because they couldn't field doesn't mean they should be off the hook for that run. Like someone else does it fine, but I don't know. That's just one of those weird things I kind of think about, but yeah, just, again, positive series. Lourdes Gurriel continues to hit. Rowdy Telez is finding his stroke. Um, Freddie Galvis has come alive lately. Eric Sogard just just destroyed Red Sox pitching in that series. They're, they're going to be seeing those glasses in their nightmares. So... Yeah, I just I just wanted to have that kind of positivity before again we talk about the Yankees later tonight. Which just a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the Locked On Jays podcast, so you get um, that episode in your feed, you can do so on Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to it through Blue Jays Aggregator if you don't want to subscribe to anything. Um, so uh, feel free to do that. Follow me on Twitter at uh, NeoAC18. That's N-E-O-A-C-1-8. I'm pretty sure I'm changing that very soon just to reflect um, kind of this new stage in my life. Um, so get that while you can. Um, and follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we will be back tonight, hopefully talking about a split in Yankee Stadium. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure about that, given it's Clayton Richard on the mound against what I assume will be an opener for the, Blue, for the Yankees, because they've been weird and just just going with this opener strategy, but they they usually use Chad Green, and Green pitched last night, so I'm not sure if they would go with Green again on consecutive days, just in order to, um, you know, try try and limit what the Blue Jays see of him. I mean, he only he only pitched. Uh, to four batters, which, I mean, I guess that means he could make another appearance, but I, I just, I don't see the Yankees doing that. I, I think they're more likely to um, send out a guy like Luis Sessa, who I believe is still on their roster. Yes, he is. So, go me. Um. Yeah, I would expect to see Sessa or um, or or possibly David Hale. Um, 
one of those guys serving as an opener. And then they might go to Nestor Cortez Jr., who's been kind of their long man lately. So it'll be interesting. It's not it's not a um a one-sided matchup by any stretch. So, you know, the Blue Jays can take their shot at this and try and get Clayton Richard that first win in a Blue Jays uniform because he came so close last time. So we will watch for that. But until then, until later tonight when we talk to you all again, um, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.